Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes uh, in studio with my good friend Nick Leckus. And uh, which, Nick, you haven't been in a, in a while, so I'm glad to have you joining me in studio because it's been a wild day today. I, I've kind of been on the run and I'm sitting over in Doug's seat, which is just taking a little getting used to. I should have grabbed that seat because I'm so used to it, but uh, that's okay. And uh, But glad you're with me. Glad, glad you could be in studio because it's always good. That's why I love having guys like you and David and Craig Henderson. Of course, Doug always. I get Doug all the time. But so often when, when Doug's not here and it's just me and one, one of my other SWAT brothers, we get to kind of just dig into the word that we've been talking about. And more than teaching, it's more just how are we living it? You know, the, James says don't merely be a hearer of the word. And I might add, don't merely be a teacher, a listener, a uh, a preacher, a proclaimer, a, you know, whatever you want to add to that. James is getting to the fact that, hey, we're supposed to be doers of this word. So uh, welcome back into the studio. Thank you, brother. You, uh, <clears throat> I, I just mentioned that I've been on, on a little wild race today. You ever have those days where you feel like, I need to slow down. I, you know, I always feel like sometimes I walk in here just winded. And uh, I was so looking forward to coming up just to hang out, just so I could take a breath. You know, I'm, I'm pulling all this stuff out of my backpack. And uh, you immediately said, what are you reading? I pulled out these books that I'm reading. <clears throat> and uh, by the way, I just came from a really great lunch. Uh, for those who may live in the Northeast Florida area, I meant to mention this yesterday, and I forgot. In fact, I, <clears throat> I even asked Doug, hey, are you okay if I mention this? And he said, of course. And, of course, I didn't mention it. But uh, I have the privilege uh, of being the co-founder of an organization called the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. That's kind of a mouthful. But the idea is, is that we would gather the business community together, like-minded followers of Christ, and it would be an opportunity to engage in gospel fellowship with other believers, to equip in gospel truth as we open the Word of God together, and that we would encourage one another to live, to, to be, to, to let the gospel be our life. In fact, the, I was thinking, we, you and I were just chatting before we came on the air. As we look at the text we're looking at today, you're teaching the SWAT study on Thursday, I'm teaching tomorrow. And as you look at Paul, you look at the life of Paul, and I mean, from chapter 9 at his conversion till what we're looking at today, Acts 26, 1 through 18, Paul is on mission. This guy is Amen. all about proclaiming the gospel. And uh, I, I mentioned it a second ago, just before we came on, Paul, you know, while it says that he's defending himself, you know, I don't really see Paul as defending himself. In fact, <clears throat> as we see even in this passage today, Paul doesn't have to defend himself to Agrippa and Bernice and Festus. He doesn't have to. He's already asked to, to be tried in Rome uh, before Caesar. And by law, once you've gotten that go-ahead, 
you can sit in prison until that day comes. You don't have to stand before anybody. Boy, not Paul. He was he was antsy. He was amped. He was ready to stand before Agrippa. And I kind of wonder. I'm I'm assuming it doesn't say it in the text. Not that I know of. Maybe you can correct me. That Paul even knew who he was going to stand before. It it doesn't that I remember. Yeah. Although we know, and uh, I think it's uh, verse 15 of Acts 9, the Lord tells him, you're, you're going to be an instrument uh, yeah, that he does. before kings and governors. You know, you think about that. What, what it, would that make you a little nervous if you knew you were going to be standing before, I don't know, DeSantis or Trump or somebody like that? I might be a little nervous. I, I, I think I would go with that, yes. You think about you so oftentimes we get nervous if we're gonna if we're gonna stand you know maybe it's behind the mic maybe it's before a, a group of people so oftentimes if it's somebody I don't know there's a little nerves there I don't know who's in the room I want to make sure uh, that the mouth the tongue the vocals that God's given me that I'm a, being a good steward of that and as I just prayed before we came on I just pray God that you would use our voices you would use our minds to glorify you in whatever we say and do. Paul was all about that. Paul looked for opportunity, and, man, he was bold. He was so bold. But anyway, all that to say, uh, this luncheon, so today we have a monthly lunch for the Northeast Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce, and uh, it's been phenomenal. We just started it probably about four months ago. We've got all our paperwork filled out. We, We are an official nonprofit and, uh, and we do a lunch once a, once a month where we all gather, have a speaker. And our speaker today was an old friend of mine uh, named John Heyman. John has just recently written a book called Agonizing Peace, Powering Through Traumatic Experiences. And it says, from childhood slavery to freedom. This guy was a slave in Greece, of all places. Uh, was adopted and came to America, came to Christ, you know. Anyway, it's a pretty interesting name, Agonizing Peace. And he really used the story even today about Jesus in the garden. Agonizing. So agonizing that he was bleeding drops of blood. He was sweating drops of blood. That's pretty agonizing. Yet, do you think he was at peace? Jesus was at peace. You know, and so oftentimes we... we, find ourselves in situations and circumstances where we are in upheaval, you know, that life is just kind of shooken us a little bit. Coming at us. You ever been there? Left and right. It's uh, almost a state of normal. Isn't it? I mean, especially in our world today. Yeah. You look, at, look at what's going on in the world today. And, and we can let that really affect us. Or we can let the outside world cause us, I think, like Paul. To say there's an opportunity there's an opportunity and uh, boy do people need the gospel today amen they do well listen we're gonna jump in i don't know if there's anything on the news today like i said i've been a little tied up and um I'm not really up on what's going on i was telling david gray yesterday i'm not the best when it comes to current events quite frankly you know i don't know if you're like me nick but so oftentimes i I turn on the news or I watch something and I just, I end up getting frustrated, you know, just like, ah, oh, I can't believe this, you know, how about you? Yeah, I, I, I do try to keep up with uh, current events, but it's, it's very easy to allow 
what is happening in the world to impact you, to get you down. And if you're, you're going to try to keep up with it, you have to make sure that you keep yourself focused on what is truly important, what is truly the only thing that will last. Because what we see around us, none of it can. Hmm. Yeah. And, and isn't it interesting? Even, even those, those of us who know the Lord, we need that reminder every once in a while. We do. You know, uh, Paul says, I, I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. Yes. The secret, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4. The reality mm-hmm. is, uh, and I love this quote by uh, John Piper uh, from his book, Don't Waste Your Life. He says, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. And boy, do we look at other places to get satisfaction. We look at jobs. We look at positions. We look at bank accounts. We look at relationships. We look at all the things that we weren't designed to, to, to find satisfaction. It doesn't mean those things aren't rewarding. They are. But they're not the deepest, deepest satisfaction that God provides. Amen. So, well, we are going to be looking at Acts chapter 26 today, and I know you are, you're teaching through what, 19 through the end of the chapter, is that correct? Yes, that is as, correct. As am I. You've probably, were you, you were there in the Bible studies last week. I, uh, I was thinking, if you've been a part of SWAT radio, well, not SWAT radio, if you've been a part of the SWAT Bible studies you probably know this, that Doug always has a stack of notebooks uh, that he wants you to take notes in. You know, you, you, you got one of those notebooks, don't you? I do. Yeah. So where's your notebook? Do you have it with you? I do not. No, come no. on now. Because <clears throat> I, I actually type it out electronically. Do you really? <laughs> I do. Now, do you do that during the Bible study? I do it during the Bible so study. So you bring yes, your pad I, in I, and start? I bring my laptop oh, come on with me. Now. And I just type everything out as as they go. Yeah, that is solid right there. That, that's preparation. But that's that's actually emotionally disturbed, is what that is. Exactly. <laughs> you, well, I didn't say that. You said that. So the the reality is, I I fill up notes. Uh, you know, book. I I've literally filled up books of these over the years. Not, not just. And of course, I use this. This is my journal, my everyday journal that I journal in. And so by the time we get back on air, as Doug and I, even like next week, as Doug and I come in on Monday, you know, we're going to be covering what you and I are teaching this week. And, uh, you know, as I'm reminded even about last week, so I have to kind of go back a few pages to look at my notes. And, uh, you know, we know that last week we saw how God revealed really a contrast in worldviews in Festus and Agrippa. Uh, you see the these men, they have it's a life wasted on selfish pursuits, and yet in Paul, you see a life that is worthy of the gospel. Like we learn that a life worthy of the gospel is a life that, number one, bears fruit. It, it bears fruit. It, if, if our life is being shaped by the gospel, it's going to produce fruit. And what are those fruits? I mean, boy, we could you could certainly, you know, name those off from love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, you know, gentleness, self-control. Yep. But there are other fruits that would lend themselves to the proclamation of the gospel. Amen. You know, Paul told Timothy, his child in the faith, in Second Timothy two two, he says, 
the things you heard from me, Timothy, the things you heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men who will teach others also. Listen, as Christian men, as Christian women who may be listening, we are not strictly consumers that when we go to a SWAT Bible study or a small group or even church, there is an element of consuming, but it's not for the purpose of just holding on to it. I've said this before. You know why the Dead Sea's dead? It's because there's no outlet. The water that comes into the Dead Sea has nowhere to go. Well, that's what we are as Christians a lot of times. If we don't take what's been given to us and now bear it, share it. Amen. And that's part of the bearing fruit. The second thing is that is we're to be growing in the knowledge of God. As believers, as disciples of Christ, you and I were just talking about that before we even come on the air. We, you cannot possibly plumb the depths of God's Word. Nope, can't. I, I was just sharing with you from Luke chapter 11, uh, the, the text of the Lord's Prayer. How many times have you heard that? I mean, I've taught through it. I've got notes in other Bibles that where I've taught through it. And yet, I learned something new on Friday at the Jacksonville Business Fellowship that God, just because he's given us his spirit, his spirit is our helper. His spirit is our teacher. And I, I realized my greatest need, my absolute greatest need is the Holy Spirit. That's right. So anyway, we're I know we're already at our first break. See what happens when I start yapping. Anyway, we'll jump back in it when we come back from the break. We are so glad you have tuned in today, listening to Brad and Nick. Hopefully it's going to be more Nick than Brad, but we'll see. Go to SWATradio.com if you want to find out about uh, SWAT Bible studies that go on and take place throughout the week. You can click on the Meetings tab at SWATradio.com, see where we meet, what time we meet. There's always good chow, but more than that, there's good fellowship around the Word of God. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call 844-777-7928, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Hi, I'm Todd Nettleton, and this is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Pastor Ron John approached local authorities in Nuala for a permit to build a worship place in Sri Lanka, but they refused. So he built an extension on his house to serve as a place of Christian worship. His actions did not go unnoticed by local Buddhist monks. Under their influence, police and government officials declared Ron John's space an illegal place of worship. They threatened to seize and destroy his entire house. Pray for Pastor Ron John, his wife, 
who is experiencing medical problems and depression because of this persecution, and for the church members who are reluctant to meet at his house. I will not let my brothers and sisters suffer in silence, nor will I let them serve alone. To join me in a prayer for persecuted Christians, go to vomradio.net. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Brunswick at 91.3. Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. I'm glad you have tuned in today as uh, Nick and I are going to be just kind of going back and forth uh, discussing the text for this week, Acts 26, verses 1 through 18. And, um, you know, usually the first segment, if you're new to SWAT, by the way, SWAT stands for Spiritual warriors advancing truth in fact i'm going to talk a little bit about this nick tomorrow is that spiritual warriors it's this idea that you know we are often called soldiers christian we're soldiers soldiers in that time they didn't have guns they they had a sword the sword we know as as believers is the word of god and and it's not just a you know you don't wield a, a sword just to defend yourself you actually wield a sword in a in, in a more aggressive uh, form. <clears throat> we don't beat people over the head with the Bible, but we better know how to handle the sword. And as soldiers, as warriors for Christ, advancing truth is the mission at SWAT. Our mission is to advance the gospel, to speak into the darkness, which we're talking about this week. Speaking of darkness, I mean, I think of the world that we're living in. You were just pulling up some some headline news. What's uh, what is on the news today? What's uh, what's what's got your attention? <laughs> there's there's a lot of stuff in the news today about um, this artificial intelligence movement, Chat GPT. Yes, and uh, some of the other the Bard and the others that have have come out recently. And I, I know last week there was a story that came out, and I, you you may have noticed this. Uh, someone went ahead and did. Uh, a uh, a mock podcast episode of the Joe Rogan show. Now Joe Rogan if you've not heard of him, he's he's a very popular podcaster. Yes. I think he also he's is one of the one. announcers yeah. um in uh, the uh UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship. So he he's well-known um you know, individual. They they went ahead and they they did this um video that did not actually have Joe Rogan's permission and oh, really? did not have his participation. It literally it was, was an video? AI-generated video with him and uh, CEO of, uh, I'm forgetting uh, which organization, I think it was the CEO of Google, who also did not participate. 
He was also AI generated. It looks, and granted, I don't really have a good feel for how either one of them look, right. but it looks and sounds completely, I mean, for Joe Rogan, I've heard him before, it sounds completely like him. Really? So uh, they, and they're able to take his voice? Yes. Now, they, they made it such that you could, like, they, they, they put the captions on it, this is not really Joe Rogan. This okay. is an AI-generated, okay. gotcha. you know, thing, but it looks so real. Joe Rogan himself, you know, talked about it <clears throat> on his show, how this is, th this is definitely a turning point um, where you can literally use AI to not only generate the image, but to generate the conversation. So it was the AI actually generating the conversation, no written script, just the AI actually <clears throat> looking at the history of the Joe Rogan show and figuring out what would Joe Rogan ask this individual? Wow. What would this individual answer while simultaneously making it look like them and sound like them, right? And then you've got like, yeah, number of headlines today, right? EU lawmakers are, are trying to call for a summit to control very powerful artificial intelligence. Uh, Google CEO has admitted that he doesn't fully understand how his AI actually works. He has no idea what's actually going on there. Well, you, and I think, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, not related, I'm not aware of that particular article or any of those mm -hmm. articles other than what I saw last week. I think it was last week, maybe in the week before. You know, that Elon Musk, along with about a thousand other big high-tech mm -hmm. people, are coming out saying, uh, we need to put this on pause because yes. uh, it, it's it's going to have ramifications long term that we don't even know about. And and I, I heard I heard that as well. I've, I've, I've actually seen one of the articles is on the list where Elon Musk is asking us to seriously consider, you know, what we're doing and, and holding it back. But the on the other side, what they're arguing is China is developing their AI uh, uh, bots. And you know, if we pause, the advancement their bots are going to make is dramatic in comparison mm. to where we will be six months from now, which is nowhere, just where we are today if we were to actually stop. <clears throat> we wouldn't be able to contend with them in six months wow. if theirs are actually uh, moving at the same rate ours are, which is something about um, every 48 hours it doubles the information that it's able to actually draw in and utilize in order to do whatever it is doing. That's amazing. And, and what, what, what strikes me about this is, is really John 14, 6, right? Because you, 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 you can look at this video, and if you don't know that this video is fake, <clears throat> how are you to know what's true and what's not? They're going to be able to make a video of someone, and and it's going to look like them, it's going to sound like them, and it's going to say something that is completely against everything they've ever said. Hmm. But now it looks like video evidence. Who are you going to believe? Right. What is really truth? Hmm. And, and, and this is where I bring in John 14, 6, right? <clears throat> Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. If we don't have our foundation in Christ, if we don't have our foundation in prayer and in the Word with Him, we, we have nothing else. Yeah. Because we're about to upend reality in a way where we won't be able to look at anything that we've gone to to look at or read anything that we've read mm. and know if it's even remotely <clears throat> accurate. That time is starting to come to an end, yeah. and we need our foundation in something Oof. that is solid and can be relied upon and is demonstrated that it can be relied upon. Yeah. That's so good. That'll preach right there. Well, I think the reality, in fact, just this morning I was telling you 
that I spend the first two hours of every morning sitting on the sofa with my wife. We read, we memorize, we study the word, pray together. And we got to talking about AI just today, you know, and she may have been picking up on some of these articles too. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it, I'm, I'm familiar with chat GPT. And the reason why I have a son who's in the technology world and he's the one who introduced it to us. This was at Christmas time. He, he showed me at our house what this thing was about. And, and so much so that he said, Dad, just ask me a question. I mean, ask it a question. And I said, um, give me a Bible study outline for Philippians 4. I don't know if that was the text I said, but in less than 10 seconds, I had a complete outline. And, by the way, I was able to say, give me an outline with Bible references, ESV in particular, <laughs> for Philippians 4. Ten seconds, I had, I had a complete lesson already ready to go. Now, as people, as men who actually love to study the Word, <clears throat> I love it. Um, that's kind of scary because I think that, I think one of the greatest gifts God has given us is the ability to learn. And if we don't have to be learn anything anymore, if it's all already there, um, I don't know. I mean, you just think about all the different things. And as you said, uh, you know, we're, we're the information is doubling like every 72 hours or 48 hours or whatever it might be. I don't know. That, that could be a sign of the end times coming. <clears throat> it could be. You know, I, for, I mean, if you if you don't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, if you've not committed your life to Christ. Right. If you've emptied yourself of him. Anything can come in and take its place. Yes, absolutely. And, I mean, here you are. You've created something that, you know, from a secular human perspective, is as God. Because you cannot personally rival its knowledge and information and how it draws it and processes it. It's amazing. It is. I mean, and I, I like that word. Um, the, I think of the word appropriate. You know, I use this a lot yes. in my teaching. I don't know. <clears throat> I've got my cell phone right over here. And I, of course, got a smartphone. I got a dumb person working with a smartphone. And I want you to just look here. I can't show our listeners, but even though our listeners can probably identify with this, let's see, there's one, two, three, four across the top, and there are six down the side. Six times four, 24, correct, if my math is right? Mm -hmm. So 24, I've got 24 icons on my first screen of my phone. Page 2, 24. Page 3, 24. Page 4, 24. Page 5, I don't know, about 18. Okay, now within each one of those icons, I've got other icons on my phone that are folders that hold other things. Now, all of those represent an app that at some point or another I thought I needed. You know, now some of the phones obviously had the apps already there. Right. And even this morning, I had something, some notification on my phone about managing my space or, you know, my, my memory and my phone. And I looked and I saw what was consuming all my memory. And I realized once again that as I look at these apps that are on my phone, I mean, well over 100 that are on my phone, how many of those do I actually use? You know that I, I prop, but it's it's an illustration to me 
of the things that consume our life. That's right. You know, and I, I just shared earlier, I really haven't been up on the news today. It, you know, and I'm not saying, listen, for those of us who need to spend time in the news, we do. This is not me saying turn off the news. I think we ought to be informed of what the news right. is. But how much do we really need? Doug knows this story well, that whenever, you know, living in Florida, uh, if you watch the Weather Channel, you know, you could watch the Weather Channel all day. You hear about a hurricane coming, you start watching it for hours a day to figure right. out where this thing's going to hit. Listen, it's coming. <laughs> it's just a matter of, are, are you ready? Are you prepared right. for it? And do you need to get some stuff, get rid of some stuff in your life? Like, I need to get rid of some apps on my phone. You know, the reality is, we've been given 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with those days? What are you going to do with those hours, those minutes, right. those seconds of your day? So, anyway, I don't know where we are going with that. But... The proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is one of the greatest attested facts of history. Billy Graham. Yes, for centuries, the Old Testament prophets looked down through the corridors of time and predicted that Christ would rise again. They predicted every event in his life, and Jesus fulfilled every event according to prophecy. Secondly, we have the documented testimony of those who were eyewitnesses to his resurrection. What does that mean for you? Well, it means there's proof that Jesus isn't a made-up fairy tale. He is real, and he died on a cross to forgive your sins. If you believe in Jesus, you can live with God forever in heaven and have a new life here on earth. Do you know him? You can receive him right now into your heart by faith, and he can transform your life. You can learn more about Jesus Christ and putting your faith in him at findpeacewithgod.net from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. There's major delays on the East Beltway because of a multi-vehicle crash on 295 northbound at Gate Parkway, blocking the right lane. Also, there's a broken-down vehicle on the East Beltway, 295 southbound at the ramp to Southside Boulevard. And there's a disabled vehicle on the West Beltway, 295 northbound before Pritchard Road. Clear tonight, low 54, Wednesday sunny, high 83. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Nick here this afternoon. And uh, we are uh, just in, it, like always, Nick, it's like whenever I, we have, as, we have as good a conversation on the breaks as we do on the air, maybe even better. So sorry to spoil the, uh, the, those of you tuned in. But <laughs> one, of the, one of the things I asked you, Nick, uh, on the break, is, because you're a tech guy. I mean, you're, you're in that field. How is kind of what? Not what is the end game, but what are the risks associated with AI? I, th- I think most people look at it. Isn't this cool? This is great. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, Doug was not really that familiar with it when we got talking about it. And literally sitting in the same seat I'm sitting in, he pulls up on his computer and, and you know opens up an account or whatever it is. And then he types in. I said, Doug, type in, uh, give me a overview of SWAT radio. And in 10 seconds, 
he had a complete overview and he was blown away. He was like, wow. Now, the cool thing was, as far as chat GPT, is he was able to look at it and go, okay, well, that's not right and that's not right. But he made the corrections right there. And of course, chat GPT, hey, thank you very much. You know, we'll update. Anyway, but it's a lot deeper than that, clearly. Sure, sure. Yeah. And there's, there's a number of risks that come with AI. Obviously, we started talking about one of them just before the break, right? It, 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 it creates the possibility that you will no longer be able to discern reality from, from fiction because it can produce fiction that looks just like reality. Um, but there are other risks, right? The most common risk that I think is talked about is just simply job loss. Um, one of the projections I heard is that they are thinking that there will be 300 million jobs worldwide gone by 2030. That's less than seven years from today. Uh, and that is something the world economy, I don't think, could handle. Now, you can sit back and question, well, what jobs are we really talking about, right? And I think you, you, you could probably reason we're talking about taxi drivers, we're talking about Uber drivers, we're talking about truck drivers. A lot of those careers, you know, where driving is involved, those are probably potential jobs that could be, could be lost. Because we'll have drive because cars that... they've already got cars that right. are out there doing this. And they have, whether accurate or not, claimed that when these cars have been in an accident, it's always been the human, the, the, the car with the human mm. being at the wheel that's been at fault, mm. not the car that is actually being manned automatically um, without a physical driver. Um, so at, at some point that is coming, and it may not be 2030, it may be sometime further down the line, but it's their intent to get there. Um, you know, but there, there are, um, there are other, other risks. I, 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 before I get into the other risks, though, I will share an article um, that came out of, I think it was Scotland, uh, just a week or two ago, where they just developed a bus that will run on artificial intelligence. So this bus will, will make all the stops so people can get on and get off and collect the fare. Um, and the good news is it only requires two human operators. So I remember reading the headline and thinking that that doesn't quite sound right. But in reading the article, they outright said it's going to require a human operator to help people to actually get on and off the bus. And it's going to require an additional human operator to make sure the artificial intelligence is actually operating properly. And if there's an issue, <clears throat> that human driver can, or that humor, human operator can actually handle it. So I, I don't know about you, but I, I have a long history using public transit. And all the buses I was on, we only had one human operator. So, so I'm hearing this and I'm starting to question, are we at risk of losing 300 million jobs or are we at risk of actually creating 300 million additional jobs? Right. And I think at the moment, based on that article, that's a fair question. Well, and maybe, maybe but, it's about the experience of getting on the bus. Oh, wow. There's somebody there to actually help me on. It, that could be. And, and if that's the case, you know, that, that's great that they're thinking about how to keep people employed. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. so that people have a means of earning a living and having purpose and being able to feed their families. Um, but they sure did not make it sound that way. Yeah. It was not about the experience. It was about making sure that the bus didn't pull off before everyone got on and things well, your of mind, that nature. Your mind goes there. What, what are the various ways that something could go wrong? Now, obviously, right. you were saying that it's usually human error that causes most of the accidents, which... We don't have enough experience at that at this point. It's all been human error up to this point. That's right. That's right. So, and then the other risk I think is the the real, um, the obvious one from science fiction over the past number of decades, right? Uh, the the idea that if artificial intelligence were to get out 
you, could it decide in order to save humanity, it needs to wipe out a certain degree of humanity? Um, China, I, I think we talked about China uh, before having, you know, their their AI that they are developing. They um, they actually um, uh, named their AI after a documentary that was filmed in the 80s. I'm being a little uh, sarcastic. Um, 80s and 90s. Uh, they named the, the documentary is called Terminator. They named their AI Skynet. Um, they uh, I guess they got a, a kick out of that. And once they got to development, they thought we'll have a little bit of fun with uh, you know, our, our American uh, counterparts across the uh, right. pond there. And we'll go ahead and take something from uh, their their science fiction lore and, and uh, go ahead and, and name our AI after that. But I mean, any artificial intelligence, if it were to get out and have control of military operations, we don't know what it's capable of. Hmm. We don't even have the means of truly testing it because in order to truly test it, you would need to let it out. And once you've let right. it out, you'll never get it back in. <laughs> hmm. It can copy itself anywhere it deems fit in order to preserve itself. So there's... There are a number of potential risks, and yet with all of these risks, there is the potential none of them come to fruition at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, that's amazing. Crazy. Yep. Well, see, you learn something new every day at SWAT, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's get into the text that we're in uh, today and this week. And if you would, would you mind uh, reading the text that we're in? Uh, Acts 26, verses 1 through 8. I'm going to have you go ahead and read it, if you don't mind, and then we will uh, <clears throat> kind of begin to pack out. We're going to look specifically at verses uh, 9 through 15 in the next, <clears throat> excuse me, in the next 15 minutes. So uh, hang with us as we work through that together. Do you want to read the entire text, 1 to 18, yeah, or do you want to, to focus yeah. on that? Uh, okay. Go ahead right. and read 1 to 18, because that'll kind of keep it in context. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you are permitted to speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things of which I am accused by the Jews, especially because you are expert in all customs and questions which have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to hear me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem, all the Jews know, they knew me from the first, if they were willing to testify, that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. To this promise, our twelve tribes earnestly serving God night and day hope to attain. For this hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused by the Jews. Why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead? Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests, and when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly enraged against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. While thus occupied, as I journeyed to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, at midday, O king, along the road I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and those who journeyed with me. 
And when we all had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles, to whom I now send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. These are the very words of God. And I'm glad you shared. What good timing that was. And when we come back from the break, we're going to dig deep into this text because, you know, a lot of a lot of ground you cover, we're going to specifically look at verses 9 through 15. And just the three points before we break that we were looking at is that God shows us how darkness perverts his truth in verses 1 through 8. And we're going to look at how darkness persecutes his people. And we've seen that over and over and over again in the life of Paul. We're glad you tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. If you have a question or a comment for us, send that to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We will be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Hi, my name is Steve Gregg. You have questions about your faith, about the Bible, about the objections to the Bible that your friends bring up, and you don't always know what to say. Well, that's what we're here for. On the Narrow Path radio broadcast each weekday, you can call in and ask those questions, and we'll do what we can to answer them for you. TheNarrowPath.com. Tune in every weekday afternoon at 4, and then again at 10 in the evening to hear The Narrow Path right here on 91.3, 91.9, and 91.7, The Truth. Are you trapped and don't even know it? Today, Trace Embry compares parenting styles to The Matrix, unlicensed to parent. In the 1999 film The Matrix, human beings never tried to escape their virtual reality because they never realized they were in one. Likewise, many parents today don't realize they are virtual prisoners of their own politically correct parenting techniques and virtual slaves to their own kids. They've bought into our psychology-induced system of parenting rather than that of a biblical worldview. Though Scripture says we shouldn't think of ourselves as greater than we ought and that children should honor their parents, pop psychology hails man's self-esteem and the falsely fluffed everyone's a winner philosophy for our kids, a recipe for entitlement that rules our day. Get a glimpse into reality when you visit our website, licensedparents.org. 
the Florida Georgia Truth Network on the radio in St. Simons Island at 91.3. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Nick here on this Tuesday afternoon. We're glad you have joined us. If you want to join us um, live, you can call us, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Also, you know, we always mention this here, and, and the importance of being in a study with some other people, specifically for the men out there. If you're not in a Bible study, I want to encourage you. Find one. We have a good one. Uh, we'd love to have you in person if you want to come join the SWAT Bible Studies, which is really where SWAT Radio came out of. It came out of the Bible Studies that Doug was leading, and uh, about seven years ago, uh, <clears throat> he somehow convinced me to join him on the radio. Uh, but in reality, you know, so much of what we talk about here Monday through Friday is about it's just going a little bit deeper. It's we're reading the text, we're talking about the text. And really, at the end of the day, uh, as Dr. Howard Hendricks used to say, so what? How does this impact the way you live? And, uh, boy, I, you know, you're teaching this week. I'm going to teach this week. And I'm, I'm excited just to talk about the importance of the text that we're looking at. And as we see Paul, who, you know, was, man, he was just looking for the opportunities to share the gospel. Here's the third time he's done that here in Acts and as you so well read, by the way, I wanted to just say, you've really got a good voice for a, <clears throat> you got a good voice for radio, but I like the, I have a good face for radio as well. I have a way better face for radio, just to say, <laughs> but I remember listening to one of my favorite uh, preachers that I love to listen to, Stephen Lawson, Dr. Stephen Lawson. And he says, you know, when you read the scriptures, you should read it with some passion. You know that, and so I, I appreciate that. It's good to good to hear that. But we, yesterday we looked at the the fact that God shows us in the text how darkness perverts His truth, and boy, that is so true. You know, we were just talking about AI, and that right. the, the darkness of the world can blind you to the truth. And to your point earlier, we better know the truth because the truth will set us free. Amen. And, and, you know, we we cannot be Christians who sit back and just be spoon-fed. I, I remember, I've shared this here on the air, I've shared it with lots of people. That I don't have the Bible with me, it's a, it's a Bible I have back at home, it's a New American Standard, but it was the Bible that my brother-in-law gave to me when I got baptized. And he wrote in the cover, he, you know, basically, he said, be a Berean. Uh, it, in fact, we, right. we, we read about the Bereans. It says... Uh, they received the word with eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. You know, in, in reality, our churches are full of people who are spoon-fed. They are just soaking it up. Right. Listen, I want to encourage you. Dig into the word. Whatever Nick and I are talking about today, go read it. Go watch it. Go study it. Get with somebody and talk about it. It's one of the things I love to do. 
And so we know in these first eight verses that you read that darkness perverts his truth. And uh, we looked at John 8, 44, 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15, 2 Peter 2, 1, 1 Timothy 4, 1. Today, we're looking at verses 9 through 15, which you read, where darkness not only perverts his truth, darkness persecutes his people. Boy, or have we seen this in Paul? Verse nine: I oppose the name of I oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Paul's speaking to to Agrippa, to Festus, to to Agrippa's ball and chain, Bernice, <laughs> to to say, listen, I, I was one of you. I, I opposed Jesus of Nazareth, and uh, I locked up followers of the way. I, I voted to put them to death. I I struggled with them. Same thing you do. Jesus is not the Messiah is what, what Paul was declaring. And, right. uh, you know, while I said this yesterday, you know, on Paul on his way to Damascus is an apostle of the Sanhedrin. On his way home from Damascus, he is an apostle of the Lord Jesus. It's probably true of all of us, right? Yeah. But, you know, let's talk about how darkness persecutes his people. I, I think you were looking up Matthew 10. 21. Did you did you have that text yeah, there? Yeah, I've got that right here. Matthew 10, this is verses 21 and 22. Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. Well, I mean, you know... I, Fortunately, I haven't had my children rebel against me yet. But this is, I, I think, you know, Jesus is saying that, you know, there's going to be trouble there like is. this. We, we see it. I mean, it, it's, it's be, already there for people around the world. We, we've had the benefit of living in a country where, you know, we've, we've had governing standards that, that embraced a, a, a Christian foundation of sorts, right. even if it wasn't uh, um, absolutely Christian in nature, it, it had a, a foundation of sorts. Mm-hmm. And I think we benefited from that. But we have been trying to get away from that as much as possible in, in the past uh, couple decades here. Yeah, there was, uh, uh, l- listen to this. This was from my book reading this morning. I'm, uh, I'm reading a, a book called The Big Three Major Events That Changed History Forever, written by Dr. Henry Morris. And I, I, I took a picture of this today because it made me think about this. Says the only virtues that seem approved in a but by the way, this book was what I'm what I'm going to share with you written in 2009. You were talking about how how information is being you know we're we're getting it so quickly, but this is 2009. The only virtues that seem approved in a society without absolutes are perverse forms of open mindedness and tolerance. Being open minded or tolerant originally meant, for example, engaging in give and take dialogue. Defending views while listening respectfully to another's or freely competing in the marketplace of ideas. Even if the interchange ended by finally and fervently agreeing to disagree. You remember those days when we used to agree to disagree? In the brave new world, it says of the politically correct, however, open-mindedness and tolerance mean much more than just granting different views a fair and respectful hearing. Such tolerance means that one must accept any other view as just as valid or just as true as one's own. Those who insist on absolutes are labeled intolerant and thus not tolerated. 
you know, the reality, and, and I, I brought that today because I wasn't necessarily going to share that, but as you were talking about that, as you look at, you know, whether it's Matthew 10, 21, 22, John 15, 18 through 21, the, the reality is when you when you say that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, it's not very tolerant. It's not that we don't love people, but we don't right. tolerate false uh untruth you know yeah. what i mean absolutely you have john 15 there i Let's do see. Go, go ahead and read that john yeah. 15 18 through 21 if the world hates you you know that it hated me before it hated you if you were of the world the world would love its own yet because you are not of the world but i chose you out of the world therefore the world hates you remember the word that i said to you a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. Mm. <clears throat> so, I mean, back to the point is that, you know, I, I mentioned this yesterday. In a, in a world that is seeking to silence your voice, my voice. Now, here's the reality. Nobody has silenced me. Nobody has silenced you. And yet, most of the church is silent because they don't want to be, what Jesus says, persecuted. Right. He, he said, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Who's going to be bold enough? Who's going to have the courage to stand up and declare, proclaim the gospel truth? Listen, it's, it's, it's got some pretty hard boundaries. I, I admit that fully. But in a world, you know, we were talking about this this morning with my wife. You know, you think about the, the LGBTQ plus alphabet that's going on. I cannot, I, I think what surprises me the most is, well, there's two things that surprise me. Number one is that the women's movement isn't stepping up and screaming for yeah. this. But what's more disappointing is the church is not standing up to this, because right. listen, we are we are a silent majority in the church. We have to stand up and declare the truth, the gospel truth. That's what Paul's doing here, and he's being persecuted for it. Uh, Ephesians six twelve, uh, one most of us are probably familiar with. It says, "For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood." but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the, listen to this, the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. I was sharing with you a book that I just finished by Paul David Tripp called Reactivity. Yeah. He, he, he addresses this issue that, you know, whatever we see on social media or on the news, we tend to want to target individuals when in reality – there's a present darkness that's out there, and and people are caught up into that. Yeah, our, our hatred is not for that person. Our ha hatred should be for the darkness that exists that that person is caught up in. And uh, the reality is, darkness is going to persecute his people. Uh, that as we don't speak up, so we, but as we do speak up, persecution's coming. One one other verse, uh, actually. 
maybe two others if we have time. Revelation 2, 9, and 10. Do you have that handy? I, I do. Okay. Go ahead. Read that one. I know your works, tribulation, and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Hey, one more. Luke, Luke 20, 22, 31 says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Listen, we are going to be persecuted. We need to, we need to, you know, encourage our brothers. We need to strengthen.